Open the pod bay doors, Hal. You like Huey Lewis in the news? A date which will live in infamy. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Mm. It's good to be back. Hi, welcome back. Episode 9 of the Constipation Cast. How is everybody doing? I got some. Co- I got a new, brand new mug today. Some serious, serious gourmet shit. It's a Pulp Fiction mug. God bless America. My good pal Jesse got this for me. My only patron. You can be a patron. Did you know that? Jesse's a patron. Um, but he's also a friend. He's a good, good human being. He bought me this serious gourmet shit mug. And um, now I just sip on it and I just think about Tarantino talking to me as I drink my coffee, hoping it will make me poop. We're going to be talking about poop today a little bit, um, because what else is new, really? Um, But yeah, um, that's what's happening. Pooping. I mean, actually, that's not, that's what's not happening, is poop, because it's the constipation cast. Um, We're going to be, it's going to be a great show today. So many good things happening. It is genuinely exciting to be back here um, on the constipation cast we are just getting funky, we're getting poopy, we're getting all of it. Um, yeah, we're going to be doing some Q&As, got some Q&A questions, finally, thank you guys, I got some good Q&A questions. Oh my god, does it feel good. Some questions to answer, so that's going to be a good segment at the end, we're going to be talking about um, some new movies that I watched, kind of a catch-up episode, because I haven't filmed one in a while, and um, uh, yeah, I just want to talk about all the movies that I've been watching and the the depression that is this year in cinema and so yeah that's 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 the plugs for today that's that's what we're talking about um um yeah um you can you can uh did you did you know that you can um be a patron be a patron did did you know that it's crazy it's so crazy you can be a patron right now on my patreon um i got three tiers the patron tier the pal tier the pro tier oh my god is it exciting um, recently I just put up the entirety of the dialogue podcast, the, the podcast I did before this one with my, uh, friends, Micah and, and Kyle. And, um, and, uh, we did 17 episodes. They are no longer available, um, on YouTube aside from two episodes. Um, so the video version of the podcast is now exclusively through my Patreon. Um, it's the kind of the first exciting exclusive there on, on that. So, yeah, more to come. A lot more fun, exclusive um, content coming to the Patreon um, soon. So you're going to want to get on top of that. The $3 tier basically gets you everything. The patron tier. The $5 tier is more for the future, you know, um, with um, as I get more people, I'm going to do more exclusive stuff, live streams. Um, and then when I upload feature films, going to be uploading those early for those for those people on the five and the ten dollar tiers the three dollar tiers you get everything else early though the short films and the podcasts early it's just exciting and you get credited in all my work that's it that's the patreon um if you don't want to do it no worries watching this it's good enough for me but that's how you'll help me not um be homeless really i mean that's that is really the point not necessarily the you know all of the um the perks but really you're just keeping me keeping me from uh injecting heroin on the side of the road um downtown which um yeah which will inevitably happen if you do not um sign up so 
that is that is the 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 other plug. Um, I lied. There's lots of plugs today. And I also did you know I make movies? Were you aware of that? Because I do. It's crazy. It is crazy. I've made four shorts um, in my in my life, and uh, I just re-released the first two short films that I made um, on this channel for the first time. So exciting! Uh, all my movies are home, and it feels right. Let me have a sip of my coffee here. Mmm. <sighs> That's some good shit. That's some good shit. I, uh, yeah, so all my movies are here. Waffles and Vine Avenue, my first two short films, are now on the channel. Um, so now you can watch Vine, Waffles, What It's Good For, Driftwood, all in the same place. Have a marathon. Invite your family, and you're, uh, I'm sure they'll love it. They'll love Vine Avenue. Watch Vine Avenue with your mother. Um, it'll be a great time. So, yeah, make sure to check that out. That is the film recommendation today. Vine Avenue and Waffles. My movies. I'm cheating. Fuck it. Who cares? Um, so check check it out. Check them out. I feel excited that they're they're out there now. Um, you know, I, I made some videos on it um, already, but, um, you know, I didn't really expect anybody to care that much because they they're, you know... Vine is three years old, Waffles is two years old, um, basically, so, you know, can't really expect people to care that much, because they've been out for a long time, but it, it just, it was exciting for me to kind of, like, you know, have all my things in one place, and, you know, kind of, um, reinvent the marketing strategy for both. Waffles never had a trailer, so it was really exciting, um, to make a trailer, finally. That was honestly the more exciting part for me was making the trailers because uh, I never got a chance to make a trailer for Waffles. So, um, it was just kind of a fun, fun experiment, I suppose, to be able to do that and, um, felt like a blast from the past kind of, kind of thing. So, it was a good time. Check out the trailers. I love, I, trailers are an art form, an underrated art form. Trailers and posters are underrated art forms. I know we see them as just marketing, you know, and marketing can sometimes be linked to like ads and annoying annoyance or whatever. But no, trailers and posters are an art form, and it's an underrated art form. They're not just ads or marketing, you know. Um, so I, I I love trailers. I I really do, and I love making them. So uh, yeah, if you checked out the re-release of the movies, I appreciate it. If you haven't yet, check it out. Um, it would mean the world to me. Um, whether you've seen the movies or not, I'm just it's just exciting to you know, to have done that, and we're moving forward now. We are moving forward. I definitely had to take a detour from, like, the podcast and, and the other film that I'm making right now to uh, get those out, and now that it's done, I'm just like, huh, I can chill now. I can relax, and uh, yeah, it feels good to be done with that, so yeah, that's, now I think that is, that is officially all the plugs for the day. That those are the plugs, the podcast plugs. We are done, and uh, life is fantastic. Um, I yeah, life is great, dude. I am so excited because I found this website called My Instance, and it's it, you know it's not an amazing website. There's ads everywhere, but we got we got sound effects up the up the yin yang now. Um, I just. I like when podcasts do that every now and again. Sometimes they overdo it, but man, we are loaded up. So when it's right, we're going to integrate some sound effects today. Um, it's all movie quotes and all kinds of stupid references. It's just, it is bloody exciting. It is so exciting. 
I've got like 20 here. It's going to be fun. So life, life is good. Let me have one more sip of coffee and we'll talk about life. Oh. Yeah, I genuinely missed doing this. Um, it's been a while, it feels like. I mean, time flies by, honestly, when you're when you're making like a consistent series of videos you realize how quickly time flies by you know like it's weird to think i'm only on episode nine and i just clicked on the first episode last night and at the beginning i'm saying like it is an extremely hot 115 degree day in yakima washington and here i am mid-november um end of november almost and it is cold as ball sack. I mean, ball sack is usually pretty warm. It's colder than a witch's tit outside. Sorry, excuse my mic. Um, it's colder than a witch's tit, as um, my grandfather, who is no longer with us, rest in peace, would say. Um, I don't I don't know the stigma behind witch's tits, um, but apparently they're cold. Apparently they are very frigid, the, the, the nipples of witches. Um, I guess it makes sense because their soul is cold, so... Yeah, it may. It's not the craziest, you know, analogy or metaphor or whatever you want to say. Um, so it's colder than a witch's tit. It is foggy. It it could snow. I mean, it is it is winter. It is winter. Um, it is no longer fall. It is cold. The ya Yakima is a desert, man. The Yakima is a desert. It is fucking hot in the summer and fucking cold in the winter. And I know you're thinking that's what happens. But it's just different in Yakima. The summers and the winters, they hit different in Yakima. It is just so fucking cold in the winter. Like, blow right through you cold. So yesterday, I was at work with Jesse. We worked together. And um, we were walking, we were taking trash outside. And I work outside sometimes um, doing stuff. And uh, fucking... Um, we're taking trash out, and I'm just bundled up, you know. I'm bundled up. Jesse, all he has is his work shirt on, so he's not even, you know. And I'm out there fucking freezing my ass off. And Jesse's fine, because Jesse likes the cold. He's a he's a real man. And I'm freezing my ass off, and I'm and I say, "Wow, it is fucking freezing out here." And I'm like, "I wonder. It's it feels. It's got to be like." 29 degrees right now and in my head i'm thinking no it's it's definitely 16 degrees and even that is uh being conservative i'm almost convinced internally that it is five degrees outside and it wouldn't have surprised me if it was and jesse's like no no it's not it's like 40 something and i'm like in my head i'm thinking if it's 40 fucking degrees right now we are in for a hellish winter quite the opposite of hell actually very cold because if it's 40 fucking degrees and i feel like my body's shutting down then i'm not surviving this year fast forward 10 minutes pull my phone out i'm looking looking it up i think it was 43 43 degrees so yeah yakima winters hit different but i'm also a pussy Multiple things can be true at once. Um, so that is what we learned yesterday. I am going to be dead by January. Um, unfortunately.
So enjoy the podcast while you can. Um, I appreciate it. Um, signing up for a Patreon basically will just fund the funeral. So it would mean the world to me and my family, you know, if you can, um, if you can donate, um, your money will go towards, you know, it's basically my life insurance. So, uh, yeah, life is good. Life is good. One more sip of coffee. Let me breathe. I got to work on breathing still. I just, I just, I just don't like to blow into the mic. Hold on. If you guys watched the previous episode with Sydney and I doing the, our Dexter ranking, I hope you enjoyed that, and I apologize again. I know I already did for the, the, the low-quality audio. Um, believe me, there was a part of me that just wasn't even going to release it, but, you know, um, that's just how I am. I'm a little bit dramatic that way, and then Sid and Kyle talked me into releasing it, and I'm glad that I, I ended up doing it just because it, it it was, like, one of the more fun episodes I've I've filmed. Like, it's, I haven't done a podcast with Sid before. And, um, you know, Dexter is something we share a love for, and it's nice to, you know, it was just fun to pick something that I knew me and Sid could talk about for a long time and, and really analyze and nerd out over, and Dexter's one of those things, Harry Potter's probably one of those things, and I didn't want to lose that, because it was just so fun. So, you know, even though the audio sucked, it is what it is. I hope it was bearable, um... And yeah, so thank, so thank you if you watch that, and uh, yeah, I don't know if you noticed, we're only doing one camera angle today, too. Sorry, this is just very, this is a very loose episode. I don't care. I'm just, this is my therapy. This is, the camera is my therapist, and you are in my church. I don't know what that means. Um, but yeah, we're just, lo- we're just being loosey today. Um, what was I talking about? Podcasts? Dexter? One camera? Yeah, one camera today because I don't have uh, I only have one SD card, so I'm only using one camera. Actually, multiple things, but um, but yeah, I uh, I I was filming for um, so I did a film recommendation a couple weeks ago or whatever for a film called Not What We Expected um, with a film production company called Grain and Film Productions, which I've been helping out. Uh, two girls, Brooke and Kate, very nice people, um, and um we've been, I've been their director of photography, which has been a very interesting experience because I've never done that before. Um, I just pretend like I know what I'm doing. And, um, I mean, I've never been just a straightforward director of photography. So I, I, I don't know. It's definitely new. Um, but anyway, they still have my SD card, so I'm not doing multiple camera angles because they're moving footage. No big deal. I actually kind of enjoy the simplicity of this. And I can see this maybe being the future of the podcast because less editing would be very nice. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Work hard. Don't work harder. Work smarter. I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, it feels a little awkward being in one one angle. but And you're probably thinking, what, what, what happened to the webcam? The webcam fucked me up the last few weeks. Um, it's just been a crazy... It, I mean... Not only did the podcast get delayed because of, um, you know, the release of these movies and everything, but I've been having a a crazy time with uh, computer problems. Um, But everything's figured out now. Everything's wonderful. Life is, that's why I say life is fucking good. Um, But uh, I don't know, the webcam seems to really fuck my computer up. And I've noticed this in the past. I noticed doing episodes of the dialogue. Because, I mean, keep in mind with the dialogue, when we filmed episodes for the dialogue, it was, we were doing episodes that were almost, sometimes over three hours. 
And um, so the file sizes were much bigger, obviously. And uh, I would do the, the webcam thing. And I started doing this thing where I would have to get up and I'd have to turn it on and off again because I noticed that if the webcam file was too large, my computer just had a fucking aneurysm trying to read it. And Premiere as well. Premiere would, like, just um, scream at me when I tried to import it. So, uh, I started getting the habit of that, but I haven't really had to do that with this, with this podcast because I don't go for very long. But then we were doing the, the Dexter episode with Sid last week and, um, or the other week, and we filmed for about an hour and 40 and, um, maybe even up to two hours. I can't remember, but, uh, um, yeah, then I forgot about that. And then I was trying to edit the, the webcam footage and it was just, it was just acting for lack of a better word, retarded. So, um, a, uh, I, w- I was having a lot of trouble. My computer had been slowing down the last, the last month, um, last month. Um, so I, I was getting a little like concerned about having to need to get a new computer. And then I started editing that, that footage and, and then to backtrack even more, sorry, I'm horrible at telling stories, to backtrack even more. My computer had done an update and I noticed it had slowed down even more after the update that it did days prior. And then on top of it with this webcam footage, um, and keep in mind at the time, I didn't really know how much the webcam footage was actually affecting everything, um, but I kind of had an idea. Um, So Premiere, I remember when I first, like four or five days after we filmed the Dexter episode, I was trying to edit and, you know, keep in mind, I was already depressed about the audio, which also was the computer. The the audio problem wasn't even wasn't even my fault, actually. It was the computer's fault. Um, I imported the footage and everything, and then I deleted everything off of my off of my fucking um my recorder because we were gonna go film um, that that project I was talking about, and um, so I deleted everything off my recorder, not off the cameras yet, um, just off the recorder. And then my computer was being all glitchy and retarded, and um, I had to restart it, and that was when everything just went downhill. I don't know what happened, but I got back on the computer. Um, for some reason, everything I had just imported from my, both my cameras and the, the Zoom recorder from that for the Dexter episode disappeared entirely, and I've never seen anything like that happen before. I don't know why it even happened. Like, it would just ceased to exist. And I had imported everything, like, hours. Like, it had been, like, a couple hours. Um, so it was really weird. So I did it all over again. Um, obviously, I didn't have the audio from the Zoom, which sucked. But I sold the camera audio and the, and the footage and everything. So that all went in. And uh, I started editing. And it was just having a fucking stroke on me. Um... Specifically with the webcam footage, I got about halfway through, and then I it, I had been editing for like eight hours straight, and I think I edited like five minutes of the podcast because it was like having such a tough time. I've never dealt with a slower computer than than that day. It was just going crazy on me. So um, I uh, I just kind of gave up, you know, and I was really depressed about it, really panicking about it because computer problems out of my comfort zone. I'm an idiot. I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, I can probably, I can fuck it. I can control Z something, but that's all I got. Those are my, those are my skills, right? So that's all I got. And, um, and then I started thinking, okay, what's my game plan? Am I going to have to buy a computer? I don't really have any money. 
I've been wanting a, I've been wanting a new computer for a while, but I don't know how many money. Um, luckily, luckily, I am blessed with a computer person in my life. Find yourself a computer person. Find yourself a friend who knows stuff about computers. Um, and luckily, I have found my guy, and he is the man. He's awesome. He's actually my new boss, which is funny. Um, at the, at the movie theater, Cody. He's a good man. He's a good man. He uh, he really fixed me up. I loaned him my computer for almost a week, I think, which is also why I've been so, you know, because, um, but it was worth it. It was so worth it. Um, I, I gave him my computer and he was just a madman, a fucking magician on that shit. He cleaned that shit up, put a new SSD in it, which I just pretend like I know what that is. And uh, it's, this bad boy is running great. And I am just a happy, happy person. So... Moral of the story, befriend somebody who knows stuff about computers and be good to them because you never know when, when you'll need their help. You need everybody in their life. Everybody needs a computer person and a car person. Cody could be both those people for me because he knows a lot about cars too. This man is a ma magician. I'm telling you, he is a magician. Um, and uh, so find a car person and a computer person and you will never, you will be a happy happy man or woman the rest of your life. So life is good. Here we go. Yay us. Yes. Yay us. The very first sound effect. Yay us. There it is. Yay us. Oh, it's so good. And that one is in honor of Cody because that is from um, very obscure reference. Um, that is Jeff Goldblum from the after credit scene of Thor Ragnarok, which we both loved to death when we had that film. For some reason, we would just love going in there and just witnessing the yay us because of his delicious delivery yay us yes computer good life good things are amazing coffee oh my god okay computer's good now we're talking about poop and then we'll talk about movies um but yeah i mean i haven't really been doing anything otherwise except for um really just been watching dexter and um um, the new season started, and um, and Ozark. We started Ozark. Sid and I, Jesse, had been telling us to watch Ozark for a while, and uh, it's perfect timing because the new season comes out in January. I think we're about a season in. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. It's like it's like Breaking Bad if it had started in season four, kind of like just fucking starts. It's, it's just right in the middle of that shit, and I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. It's good. Um, so that's really it. I haven't been watching a lot of movies. Um, the last week or so, just because, I don't know, I'm not really sure, I guess, I guess I've just been a little bit more into TV lately, because we've watched a bunch of Dexter, now some Ozark, we were watching Lost before, I gotta pick Lost back up, but, um, I don't know, sometimes I just get in a TV, TV binge, and, I don't know, it's, I need to start watching more movies, I want to, I want to, I just haven't, I don't know, a TV's just been a little bit more, you know, sometimes you just get in those moods where you want to be immersed into a show, you know, and your mind wants to be into the, in that world and you don't want to, like, interrupt it with watching movies in between episodes. It's kind of weird, so. But I need to start picking. I need to start watching more movies. I'm going to hopefully start pretty soon here. Um, and, uh, yeah. So that's basically it. And then I've been just being a constipated boy. You know, I am. Um, I, I'm. Um, I've been a constipated boy for a long time now. I have talked about it a fucking way back when on the first podcast I did with Caleb um, Robinson on the Pathetically Predictable podcast. The very first episode was called Green Poop. 
something I was dealing with at the time. Um, no more green poop. So life is good. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm still, I don't know. I, my doctor a couple years ago told me, um, something that always sticks with me that, um, you know, stomachs go through phases and that is very true with me. My stomach goes through phases. It's crazy. It is really crazy. Um, some days, sometimes I'm fine. Sometimes I'm fucked, you know? And, and some, and a lot of times it will be influenced by what's going on in life. Cause definitely like, like vacation, when I go on vacation for more than, you know, just a couple days, like a week vacation, I'm fucked. I'm fucked up because my whole routine's fucked up. Um, I don't, you know, it, it's sad that, you know, a 22 year old needs to find a routine to poop. But I mean, that's, that's the case. That is the case in my life. Um, so when I go on vacation, you know, I don't have my routine. I'm, I'm all, I'm all thrown off. You know, I'm in Yellowstone, um, with, uh, feeling like my pants are pulled down. I don't, I don't, I'm out of my element. Um, I'm out of my element, so I can't be pooping. You know, I can't be pooping. I, I kind it's kind of a, it kind of does become a little bit of ritual pooping for me. Um, you know, I light a candle. I, I say my, you know, I do all of my weird, um, meditation and prayers and I, um, I, I sing and dance until I have to poop. Um, I mean, at least it's something like that. I, uh, I have to, um, she also told me, my doctor said that I have a slow stomach. My stomach is lazy, she said. So I guess me and my stomach have something in common. It's lazy. It, um, it doesn't, it needs woken up. It needs woken up, which is why I drink so much coffee. Cause the coffee wakes that bad boy up. Speaking of coffee. Oh, so the coffee wakes my stomach up and, um, says, Hey, what the fuck are you doing? Start making poop fucker. And, and then I poop, but, uh, it's a little bit more complicated than that. Right? So the ways I've found pooping, the ways I've been able to master my poops is, is through creativity, which is perfect. Cause I love to make stuff. It's not, I don't make stuff just to poop. You know, I mean, I, I poop because I make stuff. You know, it's not like I'm a filmmaker because oh, I just can't poop any other way, you know. Um, but it helps, you know, working on stuff, being creative, creating things because it wakes, it gets my stomach moving. You know, when you get excited about something, right? Um, when you get excited. I mean, I remember vividly, like when I was a kid, the, the only times I would poop is if I was excited. And if I was excited about something, I had to shit right then and there. There was a Halloween night one time where we were about to go trick-or-treating and I was just so excited, but... For some reason, my dad wasn't ready or my mom wasn't ready. And I was just getting so antsy and excited to go trick-or-treating. And then I had to go to the bathroom and poop for like 25 minutes, delaying the trick-or-treating myself because I was so excited. Um, that's what happens, you know. Excitement wakes my stomach up. 99% of the time I have to poop is like when there's some kind of like an excitement, maybe even a dopamine release of some kind um, that wakes my stomach up. And I talk to a lot of people and a lot of people really don't know what I'm talking about. I've noticed. Um, I don't know really often what it's like to just have to poop. You know, what is it like to just be like, I gotta, you know, I gotta poop. Most of the time I have to poop. It's like, oh shit, I'm about to poop because I, I'm my stomach. I'm excited about something. Oh, I'm just, I made a really cool edit in my movie and I'm all amped up. So my poops are exciting. My poops are, it's, it's an event. It's like watching Avengers Endgame and IMAX. It's an event. It's not just, I gotta poop. It's, 
oh my God, I'm going to poop and I'm, I'm going to poop my pants right now if I don't go. It's, that's how it is. It's, it's death in my stomach until it's Pompeii. And it's like a dormant volcano until it, it's active. Like it just, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy down there. So, yeah, and there's been lots of things, you know, that I've done t- over the years. It's been a, it's been a, a long battle. And there have been lots of ways I've improved, but I've still got a while to go. Because there was a year of um, just perfection. Um, before these last couple weeks, I was great. I didn't have to do anything. Um, that was just a phase. You know, I thought I thought everything was fixed. And then the last couple weeks, it all came flooding back um, out of nowhere. And so I was really constipated for some reason. And I was also having weird pain and um, like a burning sensation in my stomach. And then I was like, you know, as you do Googling, and I found, okay, well, maybe it's like an ulcer. I thought ulcers were only for old people. But I mean, a lot of these stomach problems I have are usually for old people. And they say colon cancer is typically for old people. But apparently, there's a lot of young men who are experiencing a lot of these problems more frequently, which I find kind of interesting. And the problem is with colon cancer, they don't want to screen you or do tests until you're older because it is so rare for young people. Therefore, a lot of them slip through the cracks. So it's, it's kind of it's crazy. It's kind of crazy. Um, I've had it all, man. I had a colonoscopy. You know, I had a colonoscopy. If I had to count how many times I've had an, an Indian man's finger up my butthole at the doctor, it'd be crazy. You know, by the fifth time, things were getting crazy. He was adding a finger with each one. So, yeah, it's uncomfortable. I've had all, I've had it all. I've been through the ringer with the poop and with the butt stuff. Um, you know, there's a lot, there's this is an endless conversation. We could, we could pick this one back up later, but you know, enemas, suppositories. I got Miralax in my coffee right now. Miralax is a, I think it was in waffles. There's a part in waffles where they put Miralax in my coffee as a joke because, um, I legitimately like be, I mean, before this last week, I didn't need Miralax for a whole, for a whole year. But there were like a two. There was like a two-year time when I would have Miralax in my coffee every single fucking morning. Um, Miralax basically draws water from your body into your stomach to, you know, soften up the 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 bowels. Hope you're not eating breakfast while you're listening to this. But um, that's what Miralax does, and you have to drink water with it, otherwise you get dehydrated. Um, so yeah, I mean, shit, you drink a whole water. And a cup of coffee with Miralax and just, it's perfect. It works, man. And it's gentle. It's not, it's not as like intense as like an enema or a suppository, obviously. Those are the backups. Those are the back. Those are the emergency I need to poop. The enemas and the, the suppositories. Those were fun. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. That is a whole other thing, man. So... I don't know. I don't know why why I've always been so constipated. Um, I guess it's just the, the lazy stomach. What can I say, you know? I, I, sometimes I wonder if it's like the gravitational pull. 
like uh, my theory maybe it's like the uh, the uh, undis- the yet to be discovered black hole in the center of the milky way galaxy is causing my constipation the gravitational pull of said black hole on the earth and the way it's affecting my stomach kind of like the moon and the tide that's my poop and the black hole in the middle of the milky way galaxy that we we haven't discovered yet but we assumed it there so um that's my theory really um i don't know i don't know what would happen i wonder if we were to like kind of like if like the moon was destroyed some like all everything like tsunamis would destroy the earth i wonder if like somehow we could blow up the black hole and then like i would just start shitting myself just have diarrhea for endless amount of time just infinite infinite diarrhea infinite diarrhea for like you know eternity or something i would re- okay last thing i'll say we'll save the enemas of the suppositories and even the colonoscopy and the indian fingers in my butt for another time um hold me to it i don't want to forget um, but we're 30 minutes in already, so, uh, but, um, one thing I will say is I constantly hear everybody saying, oh man, you know, I, uh, I would love to be constipated instead of like people who poop a lot, people who have diarrhea a lot. Everybody's like, oh, I hate having diarrhea. I would much rather be constipated. They're liars because I'll tell you what, if you've never been truly constipated in your life, then you can't say that. I would prefer to have diarrhea every day than be constipated every day. It being constipated sucks so much ball sack. It is crazy. It is absolutely crazy. You feel fat. And I, you know, I'm I'm I have some chub, but you know, I feel fat when I'm constipated. You get so bloated. And your body hurts, your back hurts, it sucks nuts. It sucks nuts. I would much rather have diarrhea, be an empty human. Anyway, um, but yeah, everything's good, I think. Went to the doctor and she was like, oh yeah, you're fine. How it goes, I don't even know why I fucking bother. I just went there and told her all of my theories and she's like, yeah, you're right. See ya. Like, okay, this is a fucking waste of both of our time. Um, but yeah, I, I, I guess it was an ulcer, and ulcers just heal on their own, and I already take medication that's supposed to heal it. So I guess I'm fine. I guess I'm not going to die yet. I mean, obviously, I will soon because of the weather, but the poop isn't what's going to kill me. That's later. If I somehow survive the winter, which I doubt, I will inevitably die of whatever's going to happen inside of my colon, some kind of explosion. Um, I, I, I think that's what's going to happen. I think just a grenade is going to go off in my small intestine and that's going to be the way I go. That's not the worst way. So, uh, that's the poop. I'm going to drink a little bit more coffee. Then we're going to talk about movies because I thought, I think this is mostly a movie podcast, but, uh, I mean, that's the whole thing. We do whatever here. We are not tied down to one specific thing. You know, I don't give a shit. We do what we want here. We talk about everything and anything. That's right. Anything. Mmm. Yeah. That's right. Oh, I love these sound effects. I love it. These are the best. I just want to. I just want to play all of them, but I know I shouldn't.
I know I should wait. Don't do it, Gage. Don't do it. Not yet. Not yet. We'll save it. Okay. So, I wanted to talk a little bit before we um, go to our sponsor for a moment. I uh, wanted to talk about um, the No Way Home trailer. That's about the only movie news or whatever that's going on. Um, I watched the No Way Home trailer. This came out about a week ago. And, uh, yeah. Probably the most anticipated movie for the rest of the year. What the fuck else is coming out? The Matrix? I don't know, I guess. Um, you know, I, I'm still excited for this movie out of just plain curiosity at this point. I think the excitement was a little bit higher before the trailers came out, to be quite honest. Um, it's a little bit confusing as to how I feel. Um, you know, obviously I've talked about Marvel recently, about my issues with and my theories and my worries. I've not seen the Turtles yet. Um, I don't want to, but I'm gonna soon just to talk about it. Um, but, um, I don't know. No Way Home. Um, the, I think the first trailer probably was a little bit better. I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, it's another instance of like, I don't, you, it's just hard to tell. Like, does the movie give too much away? Is it holding a bunch back or it, I just don't know what the case is. You know, obviously it's a trailer, so we don't know until the movie's out, but I watched them and I'm just like, I don't know, a part of me thinks, obviously they show, there's like all the memes of them showing all the fucking, um, the, uh, the bridge scene over and over and over again. And a part of me is like, okay, that might be a good thing. They're clearly not wanting to show anything. Um, and it seems like if they show anything else, it'll spoil shit, right? But at the same time, is there really anything else to show? Like if they were to show one other thing. Is that like the whole reveal of the movie? Does that make sense? I don't know. It just I just don't know how many tricks are up their sleeve. Is that is is my is my worry? You know, and that's 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 been kind of an that's an issue with all with all of this um with all of this all these predictions and shit is like sometimes we think there are, t- are more tricks up Marvel's sleeve than there actually are. However, with movies like Infinity War and Endgame under the Russo brothers, there are more tricks than I could have ever possibly imagined. So I don't think that the high expectations come from nowhere. Um, I was, like, things that they did in Infinity War specifically are, like, fucking amazing, obviously. You know, and it blew my mind, even with all of the crazy predictions I had. that some, Some didn't come true, but even the ones that, you know, what they did was incredible. And, and I just worry... I just worry, you know, I think the 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 fear is growing as we get closer to the re- release of the movie that they don't really have that many tricks up their sleeves. Um, I don't know. I don't know if, like, the only thing that's not in the trailer is just, like, the reveal of Andrew and Toby in the movie. And, and then the question is, how much of a big deal is that in the movie itself? Are they in it for 10 minutes? Are they in it for a half an hour? You know? it's tough to really, none of these are issues, they're just worries, you know, it's not the trailer, the trailer didn't do anything wrong, it's just like, it's concern for the the actual film, it's very, I'm concerned, I'm getting more scared as we get closer, I'm getting nervous that we've seen the movie, and that all, the only other things that they have 
is the reveal of Toby and Andrew, who are only in it for, what, five minutes, ten minutes, you know? If they're in it for a half an hour, that's a whole different story, you know? But I don't know, I'm worried that this is the whole movie in the trailer, because I'm not... I'm not interested in it, really. I don't know. I mean, I like the multiverse stuff. I just don't buy into or even remotely like the reasoning behind why the multiverse is opened up. And I'm not... I'm not even sold that they're telling us the truth yet. I The fact that Tom Holland or Peter Parker... So, he comes to Doctor Strange to have him do the spell so nobody knows that he's Spider-Man anymore. And then the multiverse opens up because to- because Peter Parker is being annoying and talking during the spell. And then that is how the plot of the movie happens. It just feels so stupid. And I guess my issue with that is it makes Peter Parker as a character really annoying. Um, willingly. And that's been the issue with this v- version of Peter Parker for me is that he never really grows. Um, you know, there's the there's the arcs and everything, but his his personality and his like and everything, it doesn't evolve. He's just the annoying like kid and everything. And it's like, okay, this is the third movie. Does he have to be uh, a naive kid again? You know? What else can you offer with this character? Because we've seen it. That's basically been every movie is he does something stupid and then the fucking, you know, something happens. And it's very frustrating. And it makes him unlikable because of that. You know, I want him to... I want to be able... I want this character to make the right decisions and still things go be- go wrong, right? That would be good. I just... I'm tired of him making a stupid mistake and being annoyed by it. And then the world potentially ends because of it. And it's just annoying, you know? It just annoys me. And it annoys me in the trailer. And I'm hoping that there's more to it. I'm hoping that that's not really what happens. Um, I've heard some people say that they hope, like... Um, what? Like, um... That scene actually happens during the bit at the end of Loki. Spoilers for Loki. When Loki... You know, whatever. I can't even remember something. You know, how the multiverse opens or whatever at the end of Loki. Like, they actually happen simultaneously I don't know how they would reveal that and you find out that it actually wasn't Tom Holland that did that I don't know maybe I just the fact that this like universe ending event happens because Tom Holland was being annoying during a fucking Doctor Strange spell is irritating to me it's like really you couldn't think of a more clever way of doing it um and also, Doctor Strange just feels very off in this trailer and last trailer. Everything from the delivery to the character choices. Um, I don't know. And I'm not... I'm, I'm sorry to be so negative about it. You know, I'm just like... It's all concern. It's just all concern. I want the movie to be fucking good. I really do. I want it to be great. And I'm, I'm still excited for it. You know, but... I don't know. I mean, maybe it's becoming a little bit more clear that the... The plot of the movie itself is going to be very clunky and just kind of like a way of getting Andrew and Toby back into the MCU. I don't know. And if that's the case, okay. But how much are they going to be in it? How much are they going to be in it going forward? You know, because I'll take a I'll take a bad third Tom Holland Spider-Man movie to get those two back into the MCU. If that's what it takes, that's what it takes. But it could be good. 
and that would be good. That would be exciting if it was good, right? And I'm I'm hoping that I'm I'm hoping they're in it for 20 minutes or more. 20, I think 20 to 20 I think 20 to 25 minutes would would be good. If they're in it for 30, that would be crazy. Um, if they're in it for 10 or less, that would be very very disappointing. Um, and I understand that that's not their movie, but. I mean, you can't just bring them back for a cameo. That's just weird. I honestly don't even do it at all. If you're just going to have them, it's like, it's like, don't tease me like that, you know? But then again, if the tease, I don't know. If, if they're in it for five minutes and that means we can get a fourth Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie, I don't think that'll happen. But if that's what happens with just a little cameo, then I'll take it. I just don't know what the future looks like. I don't know. I don't know how many tricks are up their sleeves. I don't know what their plan is. I'm not going to pretend like I know. I'm not going to over-speculate. I just hope that it's not disappointing, obviously. Um, I guess I could have played this shit while we were talking. Um, but yeah, I don't... Obviously, we have all the villains in it. It's kind of cool. I, uh, I guess one issue I have with this movie is... And the same with the other Spider-Man movies. I wish it had a little bit more of an, a visually interesting style, you know, and that's... Some people say that about a lot of Marvel movies, but for me, it's only specific ones. This one, the Spider-Man movies in particular, they're just a little... I mean, a lot of Marvel movies are just flat. They just have a very flat look, which also makes the green screen that they use even worse. I don't know why they choose to do that. Um... I don't think it's true that all Marvel movies look bad, though. Like, I think Infinity War and Endgame... Infinity War specifically. Like, the Russo Brothers cinematography, the handheld cinematography, is fucking incredible. And I love it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This just looks color-wise off a little bit to me and not very interesting. A lot of it looks like pictures you'd see of a movie in a magazine, not like actual like an actual film. It doesn't feel... I don't know. It doesn't feel like as cinematic as it could be. And I think it makes the green screen look worse. Like Marvel and their green screen, they just can't. See, the shots with more contrast and more color and and um, that look they look better. But then, then there's shots that are just super flat and ugly. But I don't know. I'm only being harsh because it's Disney. I don't let up on Disney. I'm sorry. No, no more shall I be soft on Disney. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what this movie's gonna be, but I'm I'm still excited. It looks like they're withholding a lot, um, which I like. I I do like that we didn't see Andrew and Toby in this. I think, I mean, as much as I would have liked to have seen it, um, it will make the movie more impactful. So yeah, we will see. I don't really have anything else to say now. I'm just watching the trailer. Please be good, you know. Please just. I just, I just want it to be good. I just want this movie to be good. That's all I want. Um, I think, I think one smart way of going into this movie would be expect it to be a two-parter, and I'm okay with that. And I mean, I mean, I think that No Way Home and the Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange Two, I, I, I expect them to be more of a pair than were than people are expecting, and I kind of like that. Because it's going to be Sam Raimi directing that. And Tobey Maguire could still be there. So you could make a fucking... There you go. Mm -hmm. So I'm okay with... I'm going to try to go into it thinking that there's... It's not just this movie. 
This is this is the spark that will light future potential with Toby and Andrew. And even though I didn't like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, the man is a fantastic actor, and I'm excited that he'll get another chance to do it. And I think, based on what happened in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, the end of that film, as much as I didn't like that version of Spider-Man, I think there's a lot of potential for his character and interesting things that you could explore. You got the old Spider-Man Toby, you got the the middle of the the middle Spider-Man Andrew who like just lost, you know, Gwen Stacy. I think there's some interesting things to do there. So somebody just honked. I don't know what's going on. So yeah, I am excited. Um yeah, I hope you're excited. Let me know what you guys all think of the trailer and um it'll be it'll be good. I'm excited and I'm I'm worried, but it's okay. It's okay. We're going to be talking about some new films that I saw. Um, we'll take a little bit of a break here for the sponsor, and I'll be right back. Having trouble finding quality content? Sick of watching the same kind of videos over and over again? Tired of watching people do dumb shit? Well, say no more. The Clift Podcast is the perfect show for your pathetic needs. Listen at home, at work, on the toilet, or at a funeral of a distant relative. Subscribe and stop being a goddamn loser. It's very dark. It's a dark and gloomy winter day, goddammit. Alright, um... Yeah, so new films I've been watching... Um, that came out this year. I just want to preface by saying I am a piece of shit. Um, I hate everything I see now, apparently. Um, I am a picky, um, motherfucker. I don't know what my problem is. Um, but I just haven't been enjoying anything that I've been watching, and it's really upsetting. I really try, but I feel, I feel like a shitty person. You are a rude, terrible person. And I just... I want to like stuff, you know? I really do. I genuinely want to like stuff. It's just... It's not been the year for me. I don't know. I've just been so disappointed by everything I've seen this year. And it sucks, you know? It really does suck. Because I try. I really do try. I watched Antlers, which you may remember was one of my more anticipated movies of the year. And Antlers was pretty good. You know, Antlers was not bad. Antlers was not bad um, by any stretch. But... You know, it could have been better. It's usually like... We're going to be talking about film criticism next week. Um, and, you know, I uh, one, one thing that's, for me, somebody who likes to make movies, I typically, um, I can't help. You know, it's not good to, to, to watch a movie and think about what you wish the movie would have been because the movie just is what it is, you know, and you have to see the the director's vision. But for me, as a, as a filmmaker, it's it's... It's, it's, I have to do that because I, it's like, what would I have done? You know, what would I have done to make it is to make that story as good as it possibly could have been. That's just what I do as somebody who makes movies. And it's, you know, I, I'm not saying it's the right or wrong thing to do. I'm just saying that that's like something I can't help myself from doing because I love to make movies. I love to tell stories. And, um, and I think that you can't help but think about how you would have done it. And Antlers was kind of one of those situations. Um, 
I think Antlers should have been like three fucking hours long. Um, it was too short. Um, it's one of those films that I wanted, like, that I'm okay with. You know, those scenes in a movie where they go to the researcher or they go to the they go to the library and they and they look up all the information. I wanted more of that in this movie because it was actually interesting. It's not just some fucking ghost of a of some chick who fucking died in a fucking bar or something, you know? And they're like, oh my god, she died 30 years ago. Holy shit. Um, it's not like that. This is interesting. It's a fucking... It's a goddamn creature, alien... Th I don't know what the fuck this thing is. The Wendigo thing, which I know nothing about, but I... I'm oh I wanted like an hour of lore search like just investigation and, and that would have been great. Um, it's so fascinating. It's so it's, and it's scary. The best part about this movie is the origins of this creature and how it takes form. It's very similar to like something like the thing, which is like my favorite horror movie. Um, it like infects you and then like grows inside of you. And then, like, it's, like, alien, you know, it's, like, the thing. But it's super fascinating. It, it's the scene where it bursts out of a, of one of the characters, I guess we're talking spoilers, sorry, but is just so well done. Best part of the movie. Really scary. And just the body horror is just, whew. And um, that was the best part for me. It's just, like, the origins of this creature, and I wanted more of it. And uh, it's also unfortunate because, like, all the best shots and moments are are definitely in the trailer. Um, the money shots of the movie are in the trailer, you know, and then it cuts to another shot, and you're like, ooh, that doesn't look as quite as good. Um, so, it's also weird, like, the creature looks amazing in some shots, and then in some shots, it's like, ooh, it's not really what I would, I don't know. Um, the, the climax of the movie is a little goofy, unfortunately. I do like the very end. I do like the very end. I love Jesse Plemons in this movie. Um... I mean, all the acting's good. the The tone is good. the the It's a very rainy day movie, you know. Um, I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed the movie. I just I do think it could have been better. I think it it needed to be longer. I think it needed to be longer. I think it takes a little bit too much time with the social commentary elements. Um, and there's a couple political elements too, you know. But it's not crazy. There's like. There's a couple moments where it almost it almost infers that this creature exists because of climate change, but they didn't quite go there. Because if that's where they went, I would have been like, I'm out. This is, come on, come on now. Um, but they almost did it. But you can tell they were just like, eh, let's 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 ease off, let's ease up on that one. Um, so I think the movie. You know, even if the movie was still the same runtime, it could have spent more time on the the world-building lore elements and less time on the social commentary elements. Um, it's good that we can connect with the characters, but... I don't know. Some some things are more interesting than others, you know, so... I don't know. Um, enjoyed the movie. Could have been better. Slightly disappointed, but that's life. Life is full of disappointments, apparently. Fuck me. Um, what else did I watch? I watched um, the beta test. Probably the movie I like the most out of the bunch that I'm talking about. I actually did like this movie. It's probably top ten for me this year. Maybe, maybe, maybe top five. Honestly, probably top five just because it it's unique. 
Uh, Jim Cummings wrote and directed this one, um, director of Thunder Road and uh, um, Wolf of Snow Hollow. Um, I think Thunder Road might be my favorite still, but I think this one might be second. I've liked all of his movies. I think some. I think Snow Hollow is a little problematic in some areas, but um, I liked. I liked this movie. It felt like kind of similar, in, similar in style to what he was going for in Snow Hollow, but like a little bit more realized. And um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I think uh, the ending, the last ten minutes, I'm a little not sure how I feel about it. I think it's almost a little. I don't know how to even say it. It, it didn't quite work for me the way everything else did. Um, oh, got a message. Um, kind of reminded me of like a modernized American Psycho a little bit. I don't know if that's what he was going for. But I definitely felt that. Kyle just sent me something. Hold on. This is, this is ball spot music. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Hell yeah. And overall, I think that, um, it has so, it's trying to do so many things similar to Snow Hollow, but this one succeeds at jam packing all of those things into the film. Um, it does it more successfully than Snow Hollow does editing wise, I would say. So many themes and ideas about Hollywood and all kinds of shit. Um, and I really, I really enjoyed like the fucking nutty energy of the movie, specifically in like the first half for sure. Um, and the humor that come, that came along with that, of like the randomness and shit. Um, it's, it's, it's unique and it's, and it's interesting that he's taking this route considering how, um, Thunder Road is definitely a more, um, Thunder Road is definitely a m more laid-back film, editing-wise and presentation-wise. It's uh, it kind of just lets things be, and it's not overly edited. And it's interesting to see with Snow Hollow and the beta test. It's more like snappy, snappy, and uh, it's interesting that he's going in that route because it's not really the route I would expected. But I like it. I like both versions of Jim. I like both. Uh, so yeah, the beta test, good movie. I enjoyed it. I think I think I need to watch it one more time though, because again, there's just a lot that there's a lot that happens. There's there's a lot that goes on, and uh, I liked a lot of it. Not everything stuck, but it was good. It was good. So one of the better ones that I've seen this year, probably. And then there was the French Dispatch. Fuck me and my life. Um, didn't like this one as much. Unfortunately, I love Wes Anderson to death, but this one just didn't work for me. Might be my least favorite Wes Anderson movie, actually. I've kind of grown to to realize that as time has passed. Uh, yeah, very unfortunate. I won't go too in depth. I don't want to like rip this movie in half because I, you know, I. It's mainly just not for me, but I also just like really love Wes Anderson as a director. So I'm not gonna, you know, I'm just. It just wasn't really for me, unfortunately. I, I didn't find the story very interesting. Um, I think. It's kind of, it definitely seems like this is more of a personal story for him, oddly, like uh, about uh, what it's like to be an artist and a writer. And um, 
and I like that. I just think there might have been a better way of doing it. He, I, he it, the story follows like this publication, um, and then it cuts to the 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 stories that the the journalists are writing about. And I would have just liked the movie to take place in the with all the journalists in the publication with like Bill Murray and everything. I found that more fascinating than the actual stories that they cut to, uh, which is unfortunate, very unfortunate. I really wanted to like it. You know, obviously this movie is filled with just like super talented people. Um, so that was always nice. You know, a little bit of Owen Wilson, a little bit of Adrian Brody. Uh, but yeah, it didn't work for me. It sucks. I'm sad. Uh, so yeah. And again, like I just didn't find the story very interesting. It's definitely Wes Anderson at his most stylistic. Absolutely. And, uh, I think the, the, the thing that I've been saying about this movie to like literally everybody who asked me how I feel, so I'm just like repeating myself at this point, but the best way I can pitch the French Dispatch, um, maybe a bit negatively, but I don't necessarily think this portrays it falsely. Um, I would say, uh, it, it's like the, this, the entirety of the French Dispatch feels like that first 10 minutes of every Wes Anderson movie where you don't know what the fuck's going on. Most of the time, by the 10 minute mark, it'll start like revealing what it's trying to do and it'll start being, you know, the story will reveal itself. But the French Dispatch is that first 10 minutes stretched to an hour and a half. Um, it's just like, what the fuck's going on? I can't keep up. Very, very, very Wes Anderson in that way. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I guess I just, I'm a piece of shit. I don't like any movies. I, um, been here talking bad about my boys Wes Anderson, Edgar Wright, and I don't know, just don't like anything now. I deserve to uh, be roasted. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I guess I'm a bad person. I don't know. You piece of shit. You fucking goddamn so, fucker. Listen, fuckhead. You have fucking crossed the line. Yeah. Hell yeah. I want to like things. I really do. I, I, can, I can be a contrarian for sure. Um, but overall, I want, I wanted to go into all of these movies and love them, obviously, you know, it's just, and it sucks that I, that I didn't, um, I guess I'm just a picky guy, I don't know, maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe I'm too picky, but I don't know, I want, I want good movies, I want movies to be great, I want to love stuff, you know, I want to be swept off my feet by a movie, I want to, I want a movie to blow my mind, I want a movie to, um, make my adrenaline go up, you know, maybe I'm expecting too much, but I don't think so, you know, because that happens, you know, a movie like Brawl and Cell Block 99 that fucking makes me sweat with adrenaline, you know, I want that, I want like an experience, you know, maybe I'm a little, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad thing to go into a movie expecting that every time or wanting that, you know, why else would you, would I go? I want to be swept up by a film and, and, and have a, an incredible experience, like like a, a film like Interstellar, you know, where it's just like in, totally emotionally engrossing, and it's like feels like you're literally traveling to space, you know. It's I don't know. That's that's what I want. That's that's the that's what I want out of a movie. I want an experience like that. And should I have gone into Antlers expecting that? Maybe not. Maybe I should lower my expectations. But I don't know. What can I say? What can I say? I just want good movies. I want good movies, and I and I have a I have a high bar, I guess. So that's that. I wish it wouldn't get so fucking. I don't. It's two thirty in the afternoon, and it's getting dark. What the hell is going on? 
Now I have to start these podcasts at like 9 a.m. So it doesn't get dark. Whatever. Now the video is going to look all weird because it's the color correction is going to be all wonky. Whatever. We, we shouldn't have talked about poop for an hour. That's the problem. All right. We're going to do some Q&A questions and then we're going to get the fuck out of here. Um, uh, yeah. I also, I also watched a movie called Hunting Bigfoot, which is a documentary, a local documentary made in the Pacific Northwest. We might, wa- we might talk about that one next week. Um, Hunting Bigfoot. What an experience that was. Um, so Q&A questions. Thank you. God bless for asking some questions finally. It's very exciting. We have some questions. Uh, good old Evan Makaroff, longtime viewer. Thank you very much, sir. Um, you can ask questions at the bottom of this episode for next next week. Um, they will be answered. Ask whatever you want. Start a, start an interesting conversation. The questions you ask will make this podcast better. So Evan asks, um, since you talked about cancel culture in the last episode, do you have any favorite movies, songs, albums, or a piece of art made by somebody who's canceled or genuinely bad people. Um, I can't think of anybody. I mean, what I do, really the only, there's, I've only really run into one instance where I refuse to watch somebody's work. Um, and I, it's, it's rare for that to happen for me. Um, you know, I, I, I tend to find myself being attracted to to artists and art by people you know who who have been canceled or whatever um, because for some reason I don't know why I'm not I'm not really sure why to be honest you know like I, I love Louis C.K. Um, I've been watching a lot of Crystalia now and I don't know I don't know why like I I gravitate to, to towards stuff like that um, when they're obviously not when they're wrongly accused of doing things that are illegal, I, I, I almost, I gravitate more towards those people for some reason. Cause you know, they've been through the ringer, you know, they're authentic, uh, once they've made it all the way through typically, not always, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I've only really run it, run into one instance where I refuse to watch somebody's work. And right now that's Roman Polanski. I need to research it a little bit more. I've never seen any of his movies. Um, because from what I understand, you know, um, the man did something horrible and completely got away with it because he just fled the country and everybody gives him the pass because he's a good filmmaker. And it's unfortunate because the movies look really good. The, the pianist or whatever with Adrian Brody. I want to watch that movie really bad, but I don't know. I don't feel like it'd be one thing if like he did what he did and he went to prison and then got out and made movies. I would watch it then. But the fact is the man never had to, there were never any consequences, consequences to his horrible actions, you know? Typically, I can separate the art from the artist, but it's just unfair to even... For me, it feels unfair to even watch his movies because he was just... He just fled the country and got away with what he did. And what he did was horrible. Fucking horrible. Um, so that's that's the only instance where I won't watch his stuff. Obviously, and then one thing too, Harvey Weinstein, it's crazy how many fucking movies that guy produced. It is insane. And he produced some of the best movies ever made. So that's, I mean, a lot of Tarantino movies, almost all of them, I think. So that's crazy to think about. That is crazy to think about. But yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Thank you for asking it. Um, and then we got a couple more before we get the fuck out of here. Um, let's see. On my community thing. So we got um, 
Michael Brook, Michael Brock asks, what do you think about Thief? I have not seen Thief, but it is on my radar. Thank you for asking. Um, and then uh, my father, Father Clift, asks, would you, would, lo would love to hear top five horror movies, and do they include either The Thing or The Evil Dead? Okay, yes, probably. Um, okay, off the top of my head. Number one, The Thing, John Carpenter. Number two, The Blair Witch Project. Actually, no, number two, I Saw the Devil. Number three, The Blair Witch Project. Number four, fuck. Um, off the top of my head, number four, The Evil Dead remake. And number five, let me go to my, hold on here, just to make sure I'm not forgetting something. I guess for number five, I'll go with a horror comedy. What we do in the shadows. Yeah. The Thing. I Saw the Devil. Blair Witch. Evil Dead Remake. What we do in the shadows. Yeah. That's a pretty solid one. Not perfect, but it's solid. Um, thank you for asking the wonderful question. Um, and then finally, Vienna Pictures. Has filmmaking affected the way you critique movies? For example, being more lenient on Hollywood blockbusters that are more easy to shit on knowing how hard it is to make a film... Or is it easier to shit on them considering how much money and minds are put into a project? Thank you for asking that wonderful question. I will be saving that for next week, however, because we will be talking about film criticism next week. So wonderful question that will definitely add to that discussion. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for the questions. Um, much love. So much love. No therapy with Gage today. No therapy because we talked about poop for an hour. I just want a Mac. That's the therapy. I want a MacBook Pro so bad so I can edit like a madman that's gonna be that's gonna happen in the future i really want to get a macbook pro that'll be fun so no therapy today just want a mac podcast recommendation some people aren't gonna like this but who cares it's my podcast i watched a podcast on the tim cast um with a bunch of with a bunch of people um i just enjoyed this discussion because there's a lot of people joe rogan alex jones blair white michael mallison and some other people i don't know and then tim pool um crazy discussion with a bunch of people um, I really like Michael Malice specifically, and uh, Alex Jones and Joe Rogan together are always very fascinating and fun to watch. Blair White's a very interesting individual. Um, just a good discussion, so check that out if you want um, to, um, so that you're not sad while I am gone. I'm trying to find Mr. Alex in here. Oh yeah, there's Alex. It's just funny to me that they put... Blair White and Alex Jones next to each other. Anyway, so check that out. So you are not sad while I am gone until next time. And that is the podcast. That is the show. Um, it's been a crazy one. Poop and movies that I didn't like and fucking getting dark winter. It's crazy. It's crazy. It is absolutely fucking crazy, but life goes on, you know? Life is wonderful. I'm trying to think of one more fucking, um, one more fun little sound bite to do, but I can't find it. Um, yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I was saying it's crazy. We'll end on this one. Life is fucking crazy. And thank you for watching. Subscribe and all that shit. Come on, don't be crazy. Bye. Your warfare! Ah!
not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Why, you're gonna pull those pistols and whistle Dixie. Wait here for a little while. See what happens. <laughs>